Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, y'all? This is Breeze Bruin from the Mighty Juggernauts. And make sure you subscribe and download the podcast. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Kell. Hip-hop journalism on the highest level. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy, Joel Ortiz. And I want everybody to make sure that they subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenko. Yo, Tim, I hope all is well. You my guy. I know these interviews are not interviews. They're actually conversations, and I appreciate them all. Yeah, well. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ice-T. I want you to do something for me. Make sure you download and subscribe Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews. With Tim I and Cal. It is O fucking official. All right? Stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library Rap. The hip hop interviews with Tim I and Cal. It's cold. That's when I threw in that. Dead press. Hell yeah. Headed to New York. Ain't a better vibe elsewhere to write that shit. The real life shit. Got every system pumping. All mama, son, they love it. We baking them kicks. You cookie cutter. I'm fresher than the New York slang. It's so butter. Prior to April 16th, 2021, a Bronx, New York artist and a Brooklyn, New York artist came together once again with their strong pen and production games and created an album. The album exemplifies music and lyrical flow, complementing each other perfectly. These two artists are Talib Kweli and Diamond D. The album, Gotham, released on April 16th, 2021. Talib and Diamond D, welcome to All Hip Hop Presents Library with Tim Antico. Thank you so much for being here. What up, Joe? Thanks, man. So obviously... Uh, Prior to this album, you and Diamond linked up uh, on Farrah Mancha's Eternal Affairs, uh, the track "The Truth." Um, what was for one? What was that uh, kind of that that collaboration like? But two, what was what stood out to you about Diamond's production and even him as an MC prior to working with him? Well, Diamond is definitely the best producer on the mic. Um, he's somebody who was hugely inspirational to me as my career. He's sort of like an architect. Um, for the type of hip hop that I love the most and for the type of hip hop that I do. He's one of the originators of that sound. Um, he was, he invented it. Um, he's somebody who showed me love early in my career when I was a up and coming MC, he would invite me to his house to work. And so when I was, at the time when I was on Ruckus, Digging in the Crates had a resurgence and they were putting out independent um, 12 inches and projects with fat beats and whatnot. And um, you know, day one and stuff like that. So. Diamond D linking up with Farrah Monch and linking up with Raucous and Diamond D producing hip hop on most Def's album, it just, it made a lot of sense at that time. 
Hmm. Was there a track? I mean, yeah, you know, you, you you did stuff with Ruckus, you did Lyricist Lounge, you obviously did the Black Star album. Was there stuff, or was there a particular track that Diamond did that, you know, that you wish you were, yeah, you know, like a, kind of a, a a fly in the wall during the mm-hmm. production, or actually even something that you had a chance to spit on? Um, you know, the Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop album for any serious fan of hip hop uh, is just that's a blueprint right there. But and everyone has their favorite off that album. A day in the life, you know, best kept secrets, records like that. But for me, it was always I went for mine. Um, the way he flipped that uh, that SSO sample, the way that um, it's such like it's a motivational song. It's like it's like Nipsey Hustle, hustle and motivate energy. But mm. from back then, it's like it just made me want to get up. My name is Diamond. Yeah, you guessed it. It just made me be like it's the confidence that he exudes on that song um, really helped me as an MC. Uh, you know, turning the album, I, uh, you know, I, it makes sense when you tell the story. You told the story about how Diamond sent you a bunch of tracks. You spit on all of them, and you know, you think about quality. You're like, yeah, his pen game and his lyrical game is obviously strong. Uh, was this were these new tracks? I mean, were these new uh, rhymes that you wrote just particularly for the music that he sent, or were there like old stuff that you were thinking about? Um, absolutely. I mean, I it's very rare these days that I write rhymes over one beat and then fit them to another beat. I don't really do that anymore. Um, I used to do that early in my career, but I find it more rewarding to write to the beats. So I, when I wrote to those diamond beats, it was an exercise. I was challenging myself. Um, you know, how, how many of those tracks did, you know, the, the, the album is 10, 10 tracks, but how many of those, how many tracks did he actually send you and how many tracks did you, did you write on? Um, I must have recorded maybe 15 songs for this album. And we put out, what, 10? 10. Yeah. Is, 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 is the 10, is there a significance to the number 10 for tracks on this album or just a kind of... No, that's just what me and Diamond came up with when we, when we made the announcement that we were going to deliver an album to the people. Um, 10 seemed like a fair number. Um, the first track, Sons of Gotham, um, you know, you address a lot of things and you also talk about Kanye West on it. I think a lot of people in music and also in you know the world where this made apparently you know of, of wes's comments are with trump uh, and standing with trump uh but you you have this long-standing friendship with him and you know him very well uh how do we have that conversation with kanye without to use back a better term canceling him out of you know our lives well i mean i'm not a fan of the term cancel culture and right. i am i am a fan of um holding people accountable for the things they say and do if someone says, fuck Kanye West, right? Because of the things he said. Right. If someone says, um, I think Kanye West should be canceled. It's not my place to argue with that person. Mm-hmm. Because I understand that some of the things that he said have been extremely harmful to people. Um, whether he realizes that or not, I understand that. And so I'm not here to chastise anybody for being angry at Kanye or not wanting to fuck with Kanye no more. But for me personally, the context that you spoke on, well, I can't be that person. I can't be the person who cancels Kanye. I can't dismiss Kanye wholesale. I can't pretend that Kanye hasn't had this huge impact on my career and on me as a man. And I can't pretend that Kanye hasn't helped me as an individual. I can't pretend that I don't think Kanye can make it through this dark place that he was in when he said those things. And so as a friend, I take it upon myself to give him the space to fuck up. 
you know, to give them the space to say things that I don't agree with, give them the space to be a flawed individual and me still be loving towards him. Um, and so that's, that's the way I approach it. And I think one thing that's great is that you, you, you make sure you highlight his, the artist Kanye in that song. Cause you said, you know, you say something like you haven't made Jesus walks. That's true because a lot of people, a lot of people, um, I was, it's, it's crazy. Cause that song, I was, I was talking about literal MAGA hat rappers, right? There's this one guy, Kingface was his name. He passed away. I don't remember. I don't know how he died, but um, before he passed away, he was spending a lot of time on Twitter trolling me and Instagram and Facebook, trolling me and trolling other people who are anti-Trump people. And his whole thing was, I'm a black guy. I'm a, my family are Haitian immigrants. I love Donald Trump. You know, I wear this MAGA hat. And I was angry at Kanye behind this because I was like, because Kanye is such a cultural icon, he made it safe for, for people who haven't contributed to the culture in the way that he has to feel like, well, Kanye wore the hat. I'm going to wear the hat. So that's what that bar was about. MAGA mm-hmm. hat rappers out here acting like Kanye. But you ain't made Jesus walks, nigga. It's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to criticize you the same way I criticize Kanye. I'm not going to criticize Kanye the same way I criticize you. Because what, what Kanye has contributed to the culture, I can't ignore that in my criticism of Kanye. So is there room, I mean, is there room for that conversation within hip hop to have that both, you know, both, essentially both sides of the aisle having that conversation with, you know, you could be liberal, you could be conservative, you, and you could also at the same time contribute really well to hip hop culture. It's tough for me. It's, uh, my brother has a book out now called uh, How Rights Went Wrong. And, and he has a line in the book where he says, centrist Republicans are extinct. Hmm. Or cent- not extinct. Centrist Republicans are an endangered species. The Republicans that I grew up on when I was a kid, you know, Reagan, Reagan era Republicans, policy-wise, politically, they were pretty despicable people. You know, but from my recollection, and it could just be nostalgia, this could just be nostalgia, but from my recollection, you could still have a, there's certain, there's certain decorum in the political space. So even if I, if I disagreed with something that somebody like a, um, a William F. Buckley would say, or someone like a Lee Atwater would say, just in the way he presented it, there was a certain decorum there. And there's an argument to be made that polite racism it's still racist, right? right? But the the Republican Party is, they're not even pretending to be the party of conservative values. I'm very much anti-conservative values, right? But conservatives believe, I disagree with them about this, but conservatives, right. conservatives believe, they'll tell you that conservative values are family values, you know, family, traditional family values, you know, taking care of your home, taking care of your family, shit like that. That's hypocritical, but fine. For the sake of argument, let's say that those are what you claim you represent, right? Well, right. They're, not, they're not even pretending to be that anymore. The Republican Party at this point is the party of Trump. Look what's happening look to Liz Cheney. You know, look, like you can't just be a Republican. You got to be a Trump supporter. Right. And so because the Republican Party has now become that, well, no, I'm not interested in any conversation with a conservative. I'm not interested in any conversation with a, a, a Republican. I don't think that you can say in 2021 that you're a Republican and you love hip hop. Well, I just don't believe you. 
Right. And, and to your point, it's, it's, it's got, I used to work at a podcast network and we had a right wing podcast, mm-hmm. many right wing podcasts. And you could even, the, the line wasn't there anymore between, mm-hmm. you know, the right wing podcast or like a Sean Hannity mm-hmm. and, and a Trump. I mean, it's, it's become one and the same, so to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I want to continue. Hey, Diamond, thanks for joining us, man. What up, Diamond? What up? What up? Pardon me. Pardon me. What's going on, fellas? No doubt. I was oh, just talking about Republicans. Now we can talk about this hip hop. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, Diamond, I want to talk, I, and both of you, I want to talk about uh, the track On Mamas. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the, you know, many in the celebration of uh, of New York City. Uh, which, celebrating the great which on version? Mama, uh, the album version. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, just, we just put out an alternate version just now. Oh, shit. I got to check that out. Uh, uh, what is, at this time especially, what is the importance for both of you of, uh, and, and as you also travel the world, of, of celebrating New York City and the greatness of New York City? You want to take it, Todd? Yeah, for me, especially in the this post, well, we're not we're not post-pandemic, but we're post-lockdown um, for, many, for, for many people. Um, in this post-lockdown era, the On Mamas video was recorded like two weeks before New York City went into lockdown. So to me, that video takes me back to what New York looked like before the lockdown. And I think that New York will never be the same before the lockdown. When I decided that I was gonna do an album with Diamond D, I was like, well, what's this album gonna be about? What's well, gonna be about the New York that I grew up in? It's going to be about what we now call old New York. And so that song for me is very important. Um, it, it, it's, it might be the, it's like the second or third song I wrote and recorded. And it's just really about the first verse is about being in a place that's not New York and wanting to get back to New York. Like me being mm-hmm. on vacation in Jamaica and be like, nah, I need that. I need that grit and grind from New York city. And um, that's, that's essentially what the music that diamond D made that was so inspirational to me um, uh, was, was about for me. And so that's what that song is about. Mm. How about you diamond? Um, on mamas. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely we captured we captured New York before it kind of shut down. Um but um as far as like lyrical content, it's just basically Talib just you know just doing his thing and just talking about um just New York City, the, the historical the historical aspects of hip hop in New York City. And um definitely every time I watch that video, I'm like, damn. You know, it's it's like it's here here today and going tomorrow. But I don't know. Maybe we can get back to have 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 a little type of semblance and get back to like some type of normalcy after this um, pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the track uh, "Pick Your Head Up" uh, quality reminds me of your flow, and it reminds me of your flow on "Reflection Eternal's Name of the Game." Yeah. Uh, you know the way you kind of just you, you switch gears totally, and, and very much appreciate that. How do you, from an artist's point of view, how do you choose your flow depending on what you've written, what the track sounds like, and stuff like that? Um, I don't choose it; the, the track chooses it, and that goes mm. back to your question about: Do you write? somewhere else and then lay it to the track. I used to do that more often. I don't anymore. Now the track tells me what to say. Mm. Right. Uh, and and how to say it. Dee, do you, I mean, and Dee, do you ever feel the need to, do you ever have to change the the track, I guess, to match, his, match the flow, whether it's quality or another artist you're working with, or do you well, kind of the, 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 the thing about Gotham that's, that kind of resonates if you listen to it is because um, 
he actually wrote to every beat. You know, it, he, he didn't, there wasn't a song where Ron was forced to attract. Mm-hmm. And when you write to a beat, you fall into the cadence and the flow of the track. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why, I, you know, that's why I think, you know, um, all of his rhymes kind of mesh well with the beats because he actually wrote to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. Like, you know, if, 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 I'm, if I'm working on a project, I always write to the beat. It's very rare I'll, I'll have a rhyme and try to stick it to something. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you could definitely hear it in the flow and the way it's executed when you um, write to the track. Mm. Yeah, the, the track uh, Chilling While Black is, you know, it, the, the subject matter is not celebratory. You know, it's about police brutality, about uh, black people being killed by police. And uh, but the, the beat to me is very much, you know, horns are going. It's, you know, feels very celebratory in that way. Right. Right. Um, how did that I mean, you know, it, it's to the flow and the the beat <laughs> contradicting themselves, so to say. Uh, how did that come together? I mean, why did you know, like, all right, this is going to be about police brutality and really depressing stuff. But I'm going to spit and destroy this beat. And this is the perfect beat for it. Well, I'm glad you picked up on that, because that's exactly what my thought process was when I heard first heard the beat, it sounded celebratory to me. Um, and I challenged myself to write about police brutality because of the fact that the beat sound is so celebratory. That, uh, is really the, uh, dichotomy of black life. Mm-hmm. Like we have to say, fuck you with a smile on our face because if we're called angry, that becomes <laughs> an excuse for the police to, to beat on us. Right. Right. When you when you look at the, the Derek Chauvin trial, the, the 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 lawyer for Derek Chauvin, what he attempted to say was, look, there were all these angry black people standing around. Of course, he felt nervous to the point where he killed somebody because well, how else would you feel if there were all these angry black people around? So mm-hmm. black black anger, even no matter how righteous it is, is weaponized against us. And so that's what I was thinking going into writing that track is that um, is that I wanted to show like even in the face of adversity, we have we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate life. The beat is celebrating life while the lyrics are critiquing the circumstances of our death. Mm. And for you, I mean, for you, D, when you when you hear you know, lyrical content like that. I mean, what, and you're, you see the track that he's on. Do you ever feel the need to like, well, I made this is too celebratory in a way, or just kind of, where do, where do you go? Nah, you know, actually, um, when I made the track, it's definitely celebratory. Um, I didn't really know what Talib was going right. Um, you know, I, I didn't get involved in that part of the process, but when I heard it, I thought it was a good contrast to the beat. Like, like you said, the beat is celebratory. And sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta like, sort of sneak sneak the content in. Grab the listener's ear first and then hit them with the jewels. And that's a perfect example of that, Chilling Wild Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kwali, you've, you've obviously created music. You have two podcasts now. You know, you, you, you've written a book. Uh, what is the... What, what do the podcast and the book do creatively for you that that rhyming or, you know, can't do. And that, what are you, what are you finding? And what are you, what are you also, what are you learning about your rhyming and your writing through the podcast and through writing a book? I learned that I'd be rapping too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am, um, I spend all this time crafting all these ill rhymes and finding these beats and trying to get people to listen to this, you know, to create beautiful things. And a lot of people are like, oh no, I just want to hear you talk. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's unnerving for me, but I, I try to count, I try to count my blessings. Um, uh, when I, when I said that to Dave Chappelle, who I have him in that Miracle podcast, he said, yeah, but Talib, if you didn't spend that time creating those rhymes, if you didn't spend that time making those songs, mm. they wouldn't be interested in what you had to say. So mm, right. it's, it's part of it. And so I have to remind myself of that. Um, I enjoy it. I am a, uh, you're a journalist, Tim. Um, you must love being a journalist. I am a fan, I'm a fan of the craft. Right. Um, and I feel honored to be a participant in that space. Um, mm. And also having different rev- revenue streams is nice. Not, not having <laughs> to you know, always put my eggs in my basket. You know, nice. Right. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus, updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, what's I mean, what's a, what's what's great about it is that you know, obviously, when you just started out, well, one podcast didn't exist, but two, you you mm-hmm. didn't really have these conversations between in the public with fellow hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is it for both of you about being able to what, let the public one, see this? One quick note: What's interesting is that, and I just thought about this as you said it, me doing the People's Party podcast is the reason why Gotham exists. Because I wanted to interview Diamond and Diamond flew out graciously. Diamond flew out to be part of the People's Party. And it's me wanting to sort of impress my OG when when I saw him that led to me recording on all those beats and presenting it to him. So the People's Party podcast made this album happen, which is very interesting to me. That's so dope. That's dope. 
Um, you know, D, you're obviously not just a producer, but you rhyme as well. And, you know, you, we think of the list, you know, High Tech rhymed on, DJ High Tech rhymed on Reflection Eternal's album and and Dime Peace and P-Rock rhymes on Sky Zoo's, you know, album and and J-Live rhymes and, you know, D, right. you obviously rhyme yourself. So yeah, for who both the, the, who the best producer on the mic, though? No, that's what I'm saying. So, so who, who, who will you, who would you two bring into? If you had a, if you, if there was a rhyme battle, what producer MC are you bringing into, uh, into battle with you? And D, you cannot say yourself. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would I want to be in a rhyme battle with? Yeah. Producer though. Producer. Uh, I let the fans decide that. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to see. I mean, it, to me, it's it's, it's between. Dilla and Hot Tech, Pete Rock, and recently I heard Knotts, you know, Diamond D Knotts record. Mm. Large, large Pro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Large Pro, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Alchemist. Kanye West. Right. I mean, you know, it's a long list. Soul is the one thing you should never sell. Cause you can't buy an air conditioner in hell I ain't talking no mystery gods History at odds with the narrative you spit to me Cause you're lying so When you say you're not buying it, that's irrelevant And it's pretty convenient cause I ain't selling it You don't pay attention, man That's why your money is the size of your attention BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.